It's Monday, June 8th, the end of week two of the North American LCS, and this is the League Digest Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Joshua Helicopter Spy Kirby. Big week two with some big matchups. TSM vs. CLG, Liquid vs. Gravity, and more. Teams are still working out the kinks in the early season, but standings are starting to shape up. Drama over in the EU scene involving Caster Deficio and the Copenhagen Wolves, but we'll get into that in the news section. First, though, about this podcast, I'm trying to tighten it up a lot. The first episode clocked in at about an hour, and that's way too long. Um... I feel like it was taking up way too much of my time, and that was just the first week, so hopefully I've done a better job, you know, getting things where they want to be. Okay, and with that little bit of housekeeping cleaned up, let's get right into the news, shall we? The biggest news this week has to be about Martin Deficio Lunga, color commentator for the EU LCS. First, the head coach of the Copenhagen Wolves, Carl Dentist Cree, said that Deficio had shared strategies about their opponent, SK Gaming. These allegations proved to be false, and Denton admitted they were false, and as such, he's suspended until week four. Deficio was also suspended until week four from casting, though. Not because he was complicit in any of this, but because he was offered a job from the Copenhagen Wolves, and he failed to disclose that fact. This may seem harsh, but it makes sense when you think about a caster's job as trying to stay as neutral as they can. He's been forced to take a few weeks off and barred from joining any LCS team in any capacity for all of this year and the next. Also, he won't be casting any more Wolves game, which, for transparency's sake, is for the best. The next piece of news comes from CLG. A proposed CLG sub, Trevor Stixay Hayes, has been given a two-week penalty levied against him for toxic behavior in-game on the live servers. Stixay has a Smurf account, it seems, and he works out a lot of feelings on that. Where his main account doesn't have much bad behavior reported in about 10% of their games, according to Riot, his Smurf account has been reported in about 55% of his games. And if he's going to be CLG sub, he's going to have to wait until the 17th when his suspension ends. So, just a quick news section that time, and now let's just get directly into the games. First game this week is Enemy Esports versus Team Liquid. Liquid went 2-0 in their first week, and they're off to a very strong start with a very strong team. Enemy, on the other hand, went 1-1 in their first week, and as a new team to the scene, they gotta be okay with that. For Enemy Esports, on the blue side is gonna be Flares on Aurelia, Trashy has Gragas in the jungle, Inox has Varus in the mid lane, Otter has Corky, and Body Drop has Nautilus down bot. For, anim- for Liquid, though, uh, it's gonna be Quas with Rise in the top lane, I Will Dominate has Rek'Sai, Phoenix has Azir, Piglet has Callista, and Expecial has Thresh. Midvarus has been gaining crazy popularity over in Korea, even so a little bit over in EU. Baker went nuts on it, Coco and GBM playing it also. Uh, starting to come over to Western regions, that's fun. Also seeing the new Rise, seen a lot of rune prisons coming out of him so far. Huni, of course, went kind of nuts on the new Rise in his game. Moving into the game, Liquid lane swaps this game. That means that Piglet and Expecial are going to be up top, while uh, Quas is down in the bottom lane. 
At 3 minutes 50 seconds, enemy dives Quas in that bot lane, but Liquid turns it all the way around. Uh, they'll actually be well equipped to take the... Oh, a little bit too early. Gonna take the fight before the rest of the team shows up. Flash, Body Slam comes in with a knockout. With some turret shots as well, and Trashy goes down. First Blood comes in, Quas battling Otter. A nice hook from the backside, Body Drop with Ignite on Quas, won't get the kill. Otter the second drop as well, and Dominant to run away. Two kills, maybe make that three as Flares tries to dive with the turret, gets root prisoned up. 3-0 Team Liquid. Trashy goes down first there, followed closely by Otter and Flares. Huge lead early for Liquid. I will dominate getting two of those kills. At 10 minutes, Liquid is going great in every lane. Phoenix and Piglet are up to 20 CS in their lines, and Quas has four assists with a 30 CS lead, doubling flares up already. Dominate has three kills and is also out farming Trashy hard. That was really only the start of this game being completely one-sided in favor of Liquid, though. At 16 minutes 30 seconds, if you still don't believe how one-sided this game is, listen to this. Big engage in the bottom lane with everyone but the mid laners showing up. Making great, making great calls, and again, they find Botted Up once more. TP comes in from Flares, the CC onto a special, who can just get Fates called out. It's a bunch of wasted damage. Orbit Flares three. getting targeted, might get picked up. Piglet gets one. Now the re-engage from Botted Up, but Quas has joined in the fray, and it's gonna be more kills coming through. They do knock down Rek'Sai, but a second kill for Piglet. Make that a, another one for Quas. Special trying to get away from Trashy. <laughs> Does get the kill, so at least two picked up for enemy esports, but Piglet gets three, Quas gets one, even Phoenix right. grabs one cross the cross map, map ace. ace. Piglet is up to 6-0-1 now, picking up a 1v2 kill on Otter for number 7. Liquid is up 11,000 gold at 20 minutes. They pick up Baron at 22 minutes and start knocking down the inner turrets. The damage, 421. Phoenix will get his first death of the game. Flares gets on the scoreboard of the second kill. Dominate! <laughs> That's going to be GG though. 5 to 21, 5 to 22. Team Liquid in a dominating fashion. Take down enemy esports. Easy win for the Liquid there. Pretty dominating through and through. No problem at all. Piglet coming away with 11 kills when the Nexus falls, and Liquid is off to a strong 3 0 start. Liquid's now really coming together as a team, and after the game, I will dominate at this to say. Um, I just think we're a lot more comfortable. I mean, we kind of just have a more friendly team environment. I mean, uh, Phoenix and Piglet both speak a lot more English now, so we can joke around the same way that, like, the old team used to. So I think it's just, like, we're all more comfortable around each other. We have, like, our own inside jokes and everything. So uh, having that, like, joking and, like, happy side kind of helps if we go through, like, bad days of scrims. We bounce back a lot quicker, like, as a unit. So, sounds like everything's coming up liquid there. Let's move on to game two. Game 2 is going to be Cloud9 versus Gravity. Cloud9 had a pretty rough week adjusting to their new mid laner in Incarnation. They came away with a win against TSM, but it was not easy getting that win. They couldn't even get one turret against Dig in their second game, though. Gravity, also a little rough in week 1, had the same record as Cloud9, but their only win was a shaky one against the sub-squad of TDK. For the blue side, it's going to be Cloud9 in this game, with Balls having Rise, Meteos has Sejuani, Incarnation has Victor, Sneaky has Ezreal, and Lemonation is on Nautilus. Over on the red side, Hanser has Maokai, Move has Rek'Sai, Keen is going to be on his Twisted Fate, Altec has Sivir, and Bunny Fufu is going to be on his trademark Thresh. Cloud9 giving Incarnation a bit more of a shot in lane this time, Victor just a little bit better of a laner than that Kog'Maw he played both games in Week 1. Over on Gravity, Bunny tends to be a human highlight reel on Thresh, so you know he's happy with that. 
Moving into the game, Cloud9 lane swapping. It goes a little sideways for them as Gravity is able to zone off Cloud9 in the bot lane hard. Cloud9's bot turret goes down at a mere 4 minutes 30 seconds, and Cloud9 is completely floundering in the early game. Balls refuses to even go to lane for the first 10 minutes, and Gravity take down the top turret at 9. They get their first dragon at 11 minutes. At 11 minutes 30 seconds, nothing doing in the side lane, so Keen just uses his TF ult to get back into his lane. Mine is ultimate's used mid. Right in there, the flash play's gonna land. Exhaust is there, and there's first blood. Keen picks it up with a blue card for the extra damage. First blood on the board for Gravity. Gravity take down the mid tower after all three outers down, and Gravity is up 3,000 gold. Cloud9 pick it up a little bit in the mid game. They get a kill on Hanser. They get their second turret, still down 4k gold. They're down two turrets and two dragons at this point. Balls is still way behind though. 70 minions down to Hanser at only 20 minutes, and only just then completing his Rod of Ages. At 24 minutes 15 seconds, the game is really stalled out, and Cloud9 is going for their first dragon. Situation: right. Wild cards come in for a little bit of poke. Move goes in for the steal. Gets, Gets it. it. Fight begins, Buddy Fufu low on health, knocked up by Nautilus, kill goes to Balls. Incarnation stays alive so far, Keen getting just evaporated, pops the Zonia's Lemonation, flashes out, Balls oh! dies right left by Keen. That's multiple kills picked up, two for one so far, Meteor's got nowhere to go, three for one, flash by Hauntzer. Dragon gets stolen, and it's going to be four kills for one, Gravity crushed that fight. That's pretty much the story of the game, as Cloud9 is just unable to find any openings whatsoever. Gravity stealing that dragon and a 4-1 teamfight in their favor, meaning that they're able to take the Baron directly after that. At 32 minutes, Gravity take the mid inhibitor and Cloud9 take their first dragon finally. Baron's back up and on the table, and Cloud9 meet them there. Here comes the engage from Hotzer, TP in from Balls to the backside, and the kite back by Sneaky is good, but Lemonation gonna drop down way too quickly, and Keen's gonna find Balls with a gold card, double kill for Hotzer's Maokai. And now Meat is in the front line, gonna be the third casualty picked up there as Ooh. well by the TF. Sneaky's gonna drop, that's four kills in this fight. Alltech on the move, looking for kill number three, wants Incarnation, gets stunned with the gravity field. Everyone but Incarnation going down for Cloud9 in that fight. Gravity decided to skip the Baron this time and take down both of Cloud9's Nexus turrets before exiting out. Once everyone respawns for Cloud9, they try to rush a Desperation Baron, and that goes just about as well as most Desperation Barons do. They lose everyone but Incarnation again. GG, Gravity in 35 minutes knocks down Cloud9, improves to 2-1. and one. It's hard to tell whether Gravity played really well that game or if Cloud9 played really poorly. Either way, though, Gravity completely dominated Cloud9 there. They are clearly missing High's leadership. And let's move on to Game 3. Game 3 is going to be Team Solo Mid versus Team Impulse. TSM had a really weird Week 1. They lost to Cloud9 in a game that they really should have won, but at least they took their second game. Uh, for their part, Impulse crushed the TDK sub-team, but lost to CLG also going 1-1 in their first week. On the blue side is Team Solo Mid, Dyrus has Nar, Santorin has Rek'Sai, Bjergsen has LeBlanc, Wild Turtle has Vayne, Lustboy has Annie. And on the red side, Impact has Rumble, Rush has Lee Sin, Xiaowei Xiao is going to be on his ear, and Apollo and Adrian have Sivir and Thresh in their bottom lane. Standard team comes from both sides, TIP looking for team fights, Team Solo Mid just looking for hard carrying from whatever role they can. Team Solo Mid get a good invade in the early game, they get some good info, and TSM choose to lane swap. Obviously, you want that with Vayne against Sivir, that's a bad matchup. 
At eight minutes, there's a 1v1 in the mid lane, and Bjergsen knows a thing or two about a thing or two about 1v1s. They do have a war. Oh my god! Alright, he's just. Oh, he's got barrier back up. Oh! Got him! And his flash! Oh, Shao is Shao! The ignite's still on him, and he goes for the flash. Bjergsen once again coming out with a solo kill in the mid lane. Shao Shao just got a little too bold there and goes down to the ignite of Bjergsen. Bjerg already has CS lead in lane of about 20. TSM steal the team impulse blue buff, putting Shao Shao even further behind. Bjergsen really proving to be the star of the TSM show yet again. Three kills for him by 15 minutes, 40 CS up in lane against Shao Shao on his ear, a player and a champion known for hard ass farming. Bjergsen gets three more kills in the top lane after a scuffle at 17 minutes 30 seconds. TSM lost the first engage 3-0, but Bjergsen comes back and TSM go 4-0 on the re-engage. TSM is up 8 kills to 4 and a 5k gold lead. At 29 minutes, the game has really stalled out again. TSM take dragons when they can, up a good number of turrets, when finally all five members of both teams come together in the mid lane. There's the hard engage. Speaking of overly slow, in they go. They pick up Adrian and Impact might be next. Flash the way Summoner heal. Here comes the flash engage, but everyone kicks them back. Still a double kill for Bjergsen. Oh, Turtle's trapped. He is very trapped. He can't get over the wall. That's going to be a kill. Finally answered back. The Azir turret of Shao Shao helping quite a bit. How'd he get in there? What the heck? Oh my god, Bjergsen is third kill of the fight. 9-2-1. Doing all the heavy lifting for TSM. Bjergsen up to 9 kills out of the 11 on his team. It sort of doesn't even matter what the rest of the team at TSM is doing, as long as Bjerg's doing his job. TSM take the Baron shortly after only losing Dyrus in that process. TSM is up 9k gold now. TSM have some trouble closing out the game, but they keep picking up Team Impulse members off. They take a second Baron, and this time they waste no time smashing up the Nexus. I'm gonna go ahead and knock down the third and hip turret, milking all the fantasy points there for owners of Team TSM. Azir drops, everyone's dying now. Impact can't do anything, nor can Apollo. This is gonna be absolutely GG. Solomon answered back that they can defeat a top four team. Bjergsen went straight bananas that game, picking up a total of 12 kills out of TSM 17. TSM had a hard time closing out the game in the long run, despite a huge lead. They know they had a problem, though, and Turtle had this to say afterwards. Uh, I feel like we probably could have made that game a lot cleaner and just, uh, like, forced them in situations where they had to respond a lot more because we put down our wards, but we really didn't do anything with our wards. We just let them clear it, and then we were basically waiting around a lot instead of making aggressive plays. So I feel like we could have been more aggressive and doing stuff in their jungle a lot more. And talk. TSM up to 2-1 now on the season, up against CLG next. But first, game four, speaking of CLG, they're up against Team 8 this time around. CLG has been looking really strong so far, able to play their game, shaking off late season shakiness from last split. Team 8's debuting Nien, former top laner of CLG, playing AD carry here. No 8 at the end of his name, guys gotta earn it I guess. On the blue side it is Team 8, Kali Trolls has Maokai, Porpoise has Sejuani, Slushy has Ziggs, New Nien on Callista, and Dodo has Nautilus. On the red side is CLG Zion, Spartan has Rumble in the top lane, Xsmithy has Rek'Sai, Poe Belter is going to be on Varus, Doublelift and Aphromoo have Sivir and Thresh respectively. Varus coming back, everyone loving that pick, trying to counter the poke of Ziggs. Nien looking to carry with Callista, not necessarily known for being the hardest carry throughout his career though. Both teams lane swap this game, T8 taking the whole red side of jungle of CLG though, getting off to a pretty good early start. 
at 4 minutes 45 seconds, Xmithy has been hanging out in teammate's red side jungle and he heads down to the bottom lane to meet up with Zion and Cali Trolls. Side of the jungle, he hasn't left it yet. Burning down the tree, that red buff's Whoa. gonna get on him, it's gonna force a flash, the TP's already down for Cali Trolls! They just put a little more hurt. First blood goes to Zion there, he already had a small CS lead in lane, and with the first blood bump, Zion's got a good lean going in that solo lane. CLG is growing a lead in every lane when the lanes swap back to standard at 8 minutes 30 seconds. Teammate hold out through about 20 minutes, holding off CLG's stranglehold. They're not really able to do much more than just hold on though, and CLG keeps moving forward. At 24 minutes 45 seconds, CLG has been dancing around the Baron pit, and once they take it, teammate come in and the game starts to get blown wide open. Right, Smithy, Fates call in, Fates call out, and nobody can follow up actually on Porpoises. Uh, Sejuani ultimate there. Aphromoo gets out still and Aphromoo hits back. A little bit of that flame damage probably to pop over onto Dodo and get the kill for himself. Kill secured. Zion Spartan trying to flame spitter over the wall. I believe he just... No, he did not try to flash actually. That was the rest of the team. There he, he goes though. On to them. Nian and Slushy getting cooked up in the frying pan. Actually pops him forward for another hit there on the harpoon. And Zion Spartan making his way through. Another teleport to come up big on the fight. And Team 8 were almost kind of forced to keep checking that. CLG. 3-0 and the Baron for CLG. They go on to take their third Dragon too. They're up 9 kills to 1 now and 9k gold lead. 3 Dragons to none so far. Sieging at the top inhibitor at 35 minutes 30 seconds. Kelly Troll thinks he has double lift caught out. So he uses Twisted Advance on him. Kelly forgot about the lantern that was right next to double lift though. And he goes for a long ride straight into the heart of CLG. Cut off from his team. Double lift. Whoa, baby. Yo. Going for the long ride on that one. The double lift express takes Kelly Trolls all the way past the second tier turret. It's going to be Zion dropping people with a flame spitter. Nian doing what he can to get himself back in a favorable position. But he's just put in the the ground that's going to be by the hands of pole belter slushy's forced to run and clg have teammates base in their eyes fans that took you from coast to coast is the one that takes you down cali trolls goes down too deep go to sleep and clg will finish off the nexus 37 minutes in 22 to 5 counter logic gaming takedown teammate clg in the driver's seat that whole game they know how to hang back and let the game come to them better than any other team going right now Double lift after the game talked about who's calling the shots for the team. Zion is our like big shot caller, like our overarching, and then uh, Afro is more micro oriented now. So before Afro would have like kind of an ambiguous duty, it's like, oh, well, you're a shot caller, but like you don't really have a specialty. You just kind of you know going whatever you want. Um, he's more micro oriented, so like in team fights, you'll see him talking a lot. Uh, when we're doing rotations, he'll talk a lot. Zion is more just like, okay, uh, we're gonna group, you know, at this time or whatever. He's more big picture, and so with this sort of system, you can really pinpoint like whose responsibility is whose. Uh, as opposed to before, which it was like very ambiguous, and you could tell we were really inconsistent because of that. So it's interesting because I never thought top laners could shot call, but I guess uh, in this meta they really can, and it's really effective. CLG improved to 3-0 on the season. Moving on to game five, it's Dignitas versus Team Dragon Knights. Sub squad back on the rift for TDK means that Bishu, Latman, and Baby are still in for Ninja, Emperor, and Smoothie. They were really looking forward to getting those players back, but unfortunately, foreign players still out for visa issues. For Team Dignitas on the blue side, Gamsu has Rise, Azingi is going to be on Zack, Shifter has Azir, Core JJ has Kalista, and Kiwi Kid has Morgana. Over on the red side is Team Dragon Knights, Seraph has Aurelia in the top lane, Kes has Gragas, Bishu is going to be on Varus, Latman has Corky, and Baby has Nautilus. 
Azengi, still the only one playing Zac, but he knows how to make it work. I love it when a player has a signature champion like that. Love it. Sandra Lane's on both sides. Staff starts at the Raptors. Sub-Squad starts again with a good laning phase. Like they had against Gravity, they didn't really start to fall apart until the team fight phase that game. The lanes are just about even. Seraph and Bishu have small early leads. Core JJ ahead in his lane early. At 12 minutes 15 seconds, a weird play in Dig's blue side jungle. Seraph jumps over the wall from the river brush onto Gamsu, but Azingi and Kez are just on the outside. <laughs> Doesn't have to take over the game, but look at this Seraph. He's going in. He's a little too far. Like you said, right when he thinks he has that idea Kez. that he can take down Gamsu, oh. they go right for him. He gets bounced out by the last hit, actually, of Azingi. And Kez does not get what he, he wants out of that ultimate. Shifter comes in with Shifting Sands. And Azingi picks up First Blood once again has a hand in that. First Blood goes to Azingi. There's serious lack of coordination coming out of TDK. That play only involves Seraph and Kez, the two non-subs. Shifter came up. Bishu didn't, though. And TDK still with a gold lead overall, thanks to CS leads in lane. At 19 minutes, Gamsu proves just how broken New Rise is as he pops his passive, uses his ultimate, and gives Seraph the business. Blow your five look at this. Oh, Seraph. Oh, uh, here's the turn, rise. Turn away. W turn away. Can I open my eyes yet? Uh, yeah, yeah. You, okay. you can look, Rip. Okay, I, had it looks to, like, I had to save you from that. It looks like Seraph had a big lead in lane, just finished Trinity Force, and gets completely soloed out. Gamsu took literally no damage in return. Completely free solo kill. At 28 minutes, TDK is looking to grab Dignitas' top inner turret, but Dig want to chase them out of there, and chase them they shall. Kiwi Kid has a Talisman of Ascension, and he's getting his money's worth out of it. That fight goes 3-0 for Team Dignitas. Kiwi uses his Talisman twice, that's how long the chase went on for, taking TDK all the way back to their top inner turret. Dignitas take Baron on the retreat. Uh, Dig take the gold lead back there also, up 7 kills to 2, and they're up a turret. They're down 2 dragons at the start of the buff, but get their first of the game by the time it wears off. Dig's starting to feel a little more comfortable this game. At 30 minutes, Diggs taking down the Baron fast, and Kez goes in for a miracle steal. He's oh, up. Kez oh, steals it. it! It's gonna be Kez that takes down the Baron! Kiwi Kid's now getting hit! Fake Dignitas probably could have closed out the game with that Baron buff. Instead, TDK keeps their heels dug in, ready for the late game. At 41 minutes 30 seconds, the mid inhibitor turret goes down for Team Dignitas, and that just makes them angry. Baron buff or no Baron buff, they take down Seraph, Kez, and Baby. Big team fight win, take control back after the Baron steal. Gansu is up to 5-1-6 on Rise. Kez is dead when the Baron respawns, so Dig taking it as fast as they can, and they get it no problem, and start pushing into the base. Together for Dig, as you can see, four members down, and Seraph almost on the fountain as he's quite dead. Team Dignitas are going to take down Team Dragon Knights. 49 minutes. And that closes out day one of week two. Dignitas with a bit of a shaky game there against TDK. TDK, with their sub-squad, had a really strong laning phase again, but unable to bring it all together for a full win. Now let's move on to Day 2. Day 2, Game 1, Game 6 overall is going to be Cloud9 versus Team Impulse. Cloud9 off to a pretty bad start so far this season, looking completely lost out there on the rift. Team Impulse hasn't exactly looked as good as you'd expect them to look either. Sometimes their crazy style works out, sometimes it just doesn't. It hasn't gone great for them so far, but they're up against but they've also been against a strong schedule. Moving into the game for the blue side is Cloud9. Balls has Maokai. Meteos is in the jungle on Gragas. Incarnation is on Azir, Sneaky is on Lucian, and Lemonation is on Nautilus. On the red side, Impact in the top lane has Rumble. Rush has Sejuani in the jungle. 
Uh, Xiao Wei Xiao has LeBlanc, Apollo has Sivir, and Adrian has Janna. You don't really see that much Janna anymore, and I'm not sure how well it really fits into this team, but, you know, TIP known to make weird comps work. TIP pull out a sneaky lane swap, getting past the early deep wards of Cloud9 this game. At 6 minutes, both teams have swapped back. That means Cloud9's duo is up top, and TIP's is bot. Basically, just rush up there and try and stop this from happening. Arctic assaulted right back in the other direction. Goes to on the red buff side as well, so he doesn't get hit by the tri brush. Teleport coming in from Balls here. On to impact. He goes down four in the top lane for Cloud9. First blood to Meteos. Yep. Standard dive, perfectly executed. Impact goes down to Meteos. Cloud9's up a dragon and 400 gold now. Cloud9 with a good lead at 15 minutes, really able to keep Impulse down in the early game. Up 3,000 gold, 5 kills to 1. Turrets and Dragons are both even. Showing way more control than they've been able to show in any game thus far this season. Balls especially playing much better this game. Big CS lead, up 1-0-2 now. At 27 minutes though, the game swings hard back in the favor of Impulse. Cloud9 has taken their third Dragon and Impulse comes in. Xiao in for a little bit of vision. Two-man ultimate, Sneaky's actually on the front there. Now he's forced on the Dragon Pit, and Dragon's attacking him. A good hit from Apollo takes him down. Now on to Incarnation, Apollo is just chucking the boomerangs. He gets a double kill on the priority targets of the fight. And now it's Xiao Wei Xiao who's still alive, and he's going to be hitting up more teammates. Nice, or rather, opponents, I should say. Taking down Meteos. And wow. All the members of Impulse come out alive on that. Big misplay from Cloud9 there as TIP go 4-0 in that fight. They turn and take the mid-outer turret, Baron and their second dragon. Xiaowei Xiao is up to 3-0-3 in the kill score now. Impulse turn to take the inner turrets, mid and bot both drop for Cloud9, and Impulse is up 5,000 gold. 5 turrets to 3, 7 kills to 6. At 34 minutes, Cloud9 is way too focused on Baron, and Xiaowei Xiao has been split pushing in the bottom lane for way too long. They push down the bottom inhibitor of Cloud9. Cloud9 gets aced in the Baron pit, TIP only losing one. That means the Baron Cloud9 wanted so badly is taken easily by Impulse. At 36 minutes, TIP is pushing down the mid inhibitor with the blue buff, and it's the last chance for Cloud9. And once again, Cloud9 is going to go for broke in front of the base. That's going to be Impact going down. He got the equalizer out, but it's only in between the champions. Now, Sneaky, one last hit. The distortion back actually takes Balls into a bad spot. And Xiaowei Xiao brings him in for the next treat. They're going to go on to the inhibitor. These plays are just not in favor of Cloud9 as much as they're trying. Yeah, it's going to be game. It takes 36 minutes. Once Impulse got the lead, yeah. they hammered it home. Much better performance from Xiaowei Xiao. 66,000 to 53. A very good 8-0-5 LeBlanc, LeBlanc from Xiaowei Xiao as Team Impulse take down Cloud9. One bad fight for Cloud9 means they get takedown for their third loss this season. Team Impulse managed to even out their record at 2-2. Cloud9's early season continues to be real bad for them. But let's move on to the next game. It's Game 7 overall, Team Liquid versus Team Gravity. Two old friends fight in this fight. Liquid was once Curse, of course, and Gravity was once Curse Academy. So a lot of shared lineage there. Liquid has looked great in their first few games, and while Gravity has had a bit of a rough first week, they seem to completely shut down Cloud9 in their previous game, though. Moving into the game on the blue side is Liquid Quas has Maokai. I will dominate is Junglin Rek'Sai. Phoenix has Cassiopeia in the mid lane. Piglet and Expecial have Vayne and Janna, respectively. Hanser is on the red side for Team Gravity in the top lane, and he has Rise. 
Move is on Jarv in the fourth. Keen has Urgot. Altec has Sivir, and Bunny Fufu has Alistar. Mean Keen on the Urgot, the man that made Mid-Urgot famous, the Urgod, if you will. And Piglet is on his world-famous vein, which is always a pleasure. Move on J4 seems a bit odd, don't see too much of that Prince these days, still a pretty strong pick though. He might just make more walls for Vayne to condemn him to though, we'll see. Both teams lane swap this game, Piglet not catching the free lane that she would want up there. Keen is off to a surprising early game lead, 20 CS up at 8 minutes. We know that Keen loves Urgot and he's finding no problems laning against that Cassiopeia. Gravity lane swaps back looking to get Rise big, but Liquid swaps back shortly thereafter. At 10 minutes, Move and Bunny are joining Hanser in the top lane, and they're jumping onto Quas. There's one lockdown. He actually goes towards Hanser, thinking the fight was going to be there. What a headbutt from Bunny Fufu to get an extra shot in from the turret. A little bit of surplus damage as they figure out who they want. A little arcane heal coming from Quas. There's too many spells were cast. They have to use the Cataclysm. He heals once again from all the abilities being cast and his own. He will finally go down. He's a damn strong tree, though. Quas falls for first blood. The whole reason. Gravity takes a long time to get that first blood bump onto Rise, committing a lot to it. That opens Liquid up to get the first dragon of the game. Gonna be a problem though, because this Rise is broken. All the lanes fairly even throughout the early phases, only keen up in mid for any lead with Gravity. Gravity is at 4 kills to none and 2 turrets to 1, and that means a 3000 gold lead at 20 minutes. Hanser looks like he's getting caught out at Liquid's blue buff now, finding 4 guys on Team Liquid, but luckily for him, Rise is broken as hell right now. How strong Rise really is. Yep. A little bit of spell vamp coming in through there. He has the flash, but he's staying in it. If he wants to get over the wall, he can. It's Quas hitting him up right now. He gets over the wall. Now on the backside of the fight, Bunny Fufu and Move are in with Quas. And he gets bumped out for a second by the headbutt. They are going to finalize the kill on to move Piglet over the wall nicely with the flash to finalize one. Three to one so far in favor of Gravity here. As Liquid make it, take it out. Keen, one more shot. A triple kill for him in the brawl. What a chaotic fight and so many choke points in the jungle, but Gravity comes up big. Keen just picking up a whole load of kills at this point. He's 6-0 after that fight. Move has all assists on Gravity. Eight kills for Gravity so far, eight assists for Move. Gravity quickly pulls down all of Liquid's inner turrets and they're up 7.5k gold now. By 30 minutes, Gravity has pushed that lead up to 10k gold and pushed down the mid inhibitor and pulled back for the third dragon. Now, remember before when I said Rise is broken as hell right now? Well, let's jump forward to about 32 minutes where Rise continues to be broken as hell. Quaz and Piglet want so badly to take Hanser down. Quaz acting like a big wall to block cues from Rise from hitting Piglet, but, you know, l let's just listen in. Vayne can chunk him down pretty quick. Yeah. Just can't get caught. Oh, yeah, Quaz is trying heard. to block right now for Piglet. This is actually nice positioning. Can they do it? Piglet very close to take it on. Hanser pushes him up against the wall. There's the Seraph's Embrace along with the RK Mastery coming out. Oh Keep my that God. shield on. Quas. He goes down to Hanser, and that means Piglet has to run for his life. The Desperate Power is out. He locks him up. He comes up with a double kill. And the turn on the top side is destroyed. Gravity's got the game. That's why on. So there you have it. Rise is broken as hell. Gravity takes down Liquid. Rise is broken as hell. Gravity improves to 3-0 on the season. Liquid falls to 3-1 on the season. And Rise is broken as hell. Anyway, let's move on to the next game. It's the biggie. CLG versus TSM. The matchup that everyone's looking forward to. CLG has looked so strong in the early parts of this split. And the same goes for TSM, save for that one very winnable loss against Cloud9. 
Let's not waste time on intros and just get into the teams. Zion Spartan has Maokai in the top lane for CLG on the blue side. Xsmithy has Lee Sin in the jungle. Poe Belter is going to be on Azir. Double Lift has Kalista and Aframu has Nautilus. Over on the red side is Team Solo mid. Dyrus has Nar. Santorin has Rek'Sai. Bjergsen is on his LeBlanc again. Turtle has Sivir and Lustboy is on Bard. CLG picking a fairly standard team comp. Not a, talk to, not a ton to talk about there. Lee Sin seems like an odd choice whenever someone picks it, but Xsmithy, clearly comfortable. Lustboy on Bard's fun, and Bjergsen on LeBlanc is not fun. Bjergsen totally wrecked their game against Team TIP, and uh, he ended with 12 kills there, as I remember. He's looking scary. Double swap this game. CLG's not expecting it, though, and Zion starts up behind it a little bit. TSM take a small early lead. Dyrus up a handful of minions on Zion Spartan. Same for Bjergsen over Pobelter. Adds up to about a 1k gold lead at, one, at 10 minutes. Uh, CLG swap back to put Zion in the top lane, followed closely by TSM sw swapping back Dyrus into that top lane. At 13 minutes, there haven't been any kills yet, so TSM just swarmed DL CLG's solo lane with all five members. This is going to be tough for Doublelift to survive. Ooh, close though. They are on a Doublelift. Santorin flashes in for the knockup Aframu. He's just getting tossed every which way and will finally go down to the hands of Bjergsen. A lot of kills and assists picked up there. Kill for Bjergsen, kill for Santorin, TSM grab that bottom turret. CLG get mid, so at least CLG is able to take something back. TSM is up to a 2,000 gold lead now. Bjergsen is getting real scary going into the mid lane, constantly chunking out whoever he wants to. Uh, game is still real close in general, though. TSM with a 3,000 gold lead and two dragons to none at 25 minutes. At that 25-minute mark, though, CLG take a couple of kills back from TSM, uh, losing Pobelter in the process. Then they chase into the blue buff area of TSM and stay a bit too long. CLG with a man advantage trying to take all the little things they can. Going for blue. Going for blue, but taking a lot of free damage in the process. Double is going to be able to cut them off here. Santorin just on the other side, possible tunnel under the wall. He hits up double Meganar. lift in a bad spot. They've stayed way too long here. Yes, flash. Meganar, indeed, a double man ultimate against the wall. That's double lift going down. Xsmithy is now going to get hit up, and CLG has overstayed their welcome. A quick safeguard out saves Xsmithy. Dyrus is going to walk them home to make sure. TSM knocked down double lift and Aframu over overall. Also smashing up the mid, outer, and bottom inner turrets. 5k gold lead for TSM now. One kill on every member, grabbing Dragon of 3 at just shy of 29 minutes. Still no dragons for CLG though. At 30 minutes, CLG not giving up yet. They find the fight in the mid lane when they're able to catch out Lustboy. A whole bunch of damage. That'll be the start of it. Tempered Fates himself and Zion Spartan. Here comes the teleport in. Should be safe for now. Xsmithy on the wrong side of the fight. Zion Spartan gets taken down as he twisted advances in one more time. Dyrus just trying to gnar out everybody backwards to stop the fight for Team Solo mid. CLG is putting themselves on the front line and in the oh. back line perfectly to make sure Wild Turtle does not have targets. And then they're able to focus him down. Paul Belter with some big time plays early on here. Bjergsen though once more. Oh, he goes in. He's able to take down oh. one. Aframu gets hit. Double lift now onto Bjergsen. He's able to mimic it out. That mirror image giving him a bit of a mind trick. One last arrow. Can he throw it through? It's going to be Paul Belter shifting the soldiers forward and picking up the kill. Santorin lives with a sliver oh. of HP. Crazy. Big comeback for CLG there. Then they turn right back to the Baron, picking it up onto every single member. They cut down this, the TSM gold lead to 3,000, and they're looking to push now. At the mid inhibitor, though, TSM picks up an ace on CLG, only losing Lustboy in the process. All the Baron buffs are gone, and TSM takes their fourth dragon. Bjergsen up to 7-2-4 now. 
At 38 minutes, Baron's back, and TSM has all the power in the game. Scrying orb on top of Baron. Home guard he tree, he heads in. That's easily the smite. Going over to Santorin, onto Zion Spartan. And it looks like TSM's gonna be able to figure out which target they want. Now, who wants to take the magical journey? A cosmic binding only hits a smithy. Santorin's into the back line. That's going to be uh, Aframu going down very fast. Pole Belter is low, and he gets popped by the Ignite coming in from Bjergsen, who's full health after this fight. Like I said, they had all the chance to focus who they wanted, and they just piled on everybody in front of them. Once again... Fans, TSM on the Nexus, 40 minutes into this one, 17 to 7, Team Solo mid, takedown, Counter Logic Gaming. Always the hypest matchup, whatever week it happens, and this game was no exception. Bjergsen showing that you really cannot give him LeBlanc and hope to win the game. CLG was the last undefeated team going in this split, and now there's a whole bunch of 3-1s. Moving on to game four of the day, it's Team Dragon Knights versus Enemy Esports. They're the two newcomers to the NALCS, both teams just coming in this split. TDK still with their subs, of course. They've been really putting up strong lane phases, but they just haven't been able to come together afterwards, as you might expect from a bunch of solo queue all-stars like these guys. In the blue side is TDK, with Seraph in uh, the top lane on Rumble. Kez has Sejuani, Bishu is going to be on Orianna, Latman has Ash, and Smoothie's back on Thresh at least. Over on the red side is Enemy Esports, Flares has Aurelia, Trashy has Gragas, Inox has LeBlanc, Otter has Callista, and Body Drop is on Bard. Bishu just looking to harm, farm up and hope for the best come teamfights. Flares looking to carry this time on that Aurelia. Standard lane, standard start, standard team comps all around. Every, all systems nominal thus far. At 8 minutes 30 seconds, TDK looking for an early advantage. They let loose an enchanted crystal arrow with Kez waiting in the wings. Level 6, he just needs like something to die nearby. Asher lands an Otter Flash box, the flay into landed as well. Otter flashes out, but Kez is right here, lands the Q, doesn't oh! stay on the Otter. Forced to flash to chase, gets the first blood. Now Latman doing what damage he can back on a body drop. They will get the double kill, both going to Kez. Game stays fairly even in the early game, kills even, towers even, but TDK is up two dragons. Once the game starts focusing on objectives though, enemies start to take control, as has been the story thus far for TDK this season. Enemy catch TDK sleeping and take a free Baron at 24 minutes. They're up four turrets to two now, 4.5 thousand gold. Players just never stop split pushing on that Aurelia, and enemy takes TDK's bottom inhibitor at just 26 minutes 30 seconds. At 35 minutes, enemy is pretty much handling this game, taking small engages here and there, picking up the mid inhibitor along the way to add to their bottom one. At 35 minutes, they have the game pretty much sewn up, and they're just looking for a good engage to take one final Baron off of. They grab a few kills and pick up that Baron buff, and it looks like the game's as good as over. Uh, enemy get a little sloppy after this, though, and they group up at the top inhibitor turret and lose three members in a quick fight off of an Ash Arrow. At 39 minutes, they regroup and they try again at that top inhibitor. There, arrow misses. That would have smacked Otter, who had a QSS. And Flares dies too fast for his team to push on in. There's a shockwave. Hook on a trashy. Bartolt used to buy some time, and will they kill Latman? They're gonna try. Trashy rooted up, hit up by the equalizer, but down goes the ash. The hook Ooh. won't quite land. Enemy barely squeaking away. Kez on the chase. Ruin King used Seraphs in tow, and they're gonna kill almost everybody. Otter doing what he can to stay alive. Looks for Seraph. The red's not gonna be even there, and it's an ace for TDK, who have still held on.
Enemy having a seriously hard time closing this game out, gold is just about even at 43 minutes, despite enemy being up 9 towers to 4. The action shifts again to the Baron Pit, flares is on the split push, and pulls some of TDK towards the bottom lane, that means a free Baron for NME. Ulti, they find Otter, there's oh. a disengage open to catch his flares and smoothie, not the targets they wanted, Otter drops and here comes the rest of that fight, two kills picked up, both of hits down, so far it's a 3v4 in favor of enemy esports, but where's the cleanup gonna be, a second kill for flares, that might be the kills they needed to win the game, flares comes in, but he's gonna get hooked into the fountain, has to flash away from it, Inox is there to clean up though, it's a 4v2 with Baron, with two dead inhibitors, finally the game comes through for enemy esports, Bard is victorious for for the second game in a row, enemy improved to two and two. So through two weeks, TDK's sub squad still looking for a win. The only other team to not have a win yet is Team Eight, and guess who's playing in our next game? Well, it's T8 versus Dignitas. Team Eight still trying to get used to their new uh, AD carrying the end. Dig for their part has a big win on the record against Cloud9 and a slightly smaller one against TDK. They're looking to add one more to that now. In the blue side is going to be Teammate with Cali Trolls on Rumble, Porpoise on Rek'Sai, Slushy on Azir, uh, Nien and Dodo are on Sivir and Nautilus respectively. On the red side is Team Dignitas. Gansu has Nar, Azingi has Zack, Shifter on that AP Kog'Maw. Uh, CoreJJ is on Ezreal and Kiwi Kids on Thresh. Weird. Azingi picks Zack. Huh. Anyway. Standard lands again, nothing too hectic in the early moments. T Nian taking some rough early trades in the bottom lane. Until four minutes, that is, when the trading in the bottom lane starts to get a little hairy for Nian. Trade in a Kiwi Kid, though. Summoner heal used to keep himself afloat, and a great shot on a Nian. He also pops his heal to trade back onto Core JJ. Oh. The flash blade to ignite, that's the kill. Core JJ gets it, but he's so incredibly low himself, the flash wasn't needed. Yeah. Nian was dead anyway. Dodo gets a kill back. Straight up solo queue style 2v2 kill for first blood. Dota in the end maybe not finding that synergy just yet. Dignitas is looking good in the early game. Azingi's roaming by the lands, blowing whatever flashes he can. Porpoise ganks bot for teammate. Dignitas comes out with a kill on that one. Game blows wide open at 12 minutes 30 seconds though. Azingi comes in for a gank in the bottom lane and let me tell you, this guy knows how to play some Zack. He goes down, but not before three go down for teammate. Dignitas also takes the top turret. Dig with an early 3,000 gold lead. Dig hold on to that lead, kind of loosely though, throughout most of the game, just takes small advantages wherever they can and let them add up. At 29 minutes, Dignitas is finally able to find a fight that they could really blow up in the game with, with a definitive lead. Zipperulti pops the hook, nearly hits Lushi, but they're gonna find a bit of damage. In comes Zinke to the back line. The bombs have arrived and Dota was dead. And now the rest of teammate locked in a little circle right there. Nien falls off. The chase on a Slushi, one hit away, trying to run. And he will get he out. It. <laughs> it's a three for one though, again in favor of Dignitas. They're getting farther and farther ahead and now they pick Baron. Dig finally with a good lead now, feeling pretty good about the game. Not going to take too many chances, though. The carries of Dig get straight up big, though. Shifter going 8-0-6 at this point. Core JJ going 7-3-8 at 40 minutes when they start pushing into the base. Breaks the game right now. Kelly Jules overheats and he can't ult. He's got nothing to do and dies before he can equalize anything. Five versus four. In comes the engage. Dodo tanks up what he can. Slushy getting knocked into the inhibitor. Betrayed by his own base. Knocks in Kiwi Kid, but there's too many kills coming across. Already three dead from teammate. Now the stun from Gamsu. The crunch takes him down. Four to zero in this fight. This could be Dignitas winning the game right now. Goomba stop if I've ever seen one there. Dignitas, congratulations on their victory.
to end out the week. Just a great start to this split for Team Dignitas. They've been way stronger since finally finding a footing with Azingi. It looked real shaky for them for a little while, but in the final weeks of the spring split, they started to look pretty good. They roll into a 3-1 start to kick off the summer split. Teammate, though, still looked like they didn't need some time to gel at the end, dropping to 0-4, tied for last place with that sub-squad of Team uh, Dragon Knights. And there you have it, another week of the North American LCS in the books. That's week two. I'm not going to go over the standings quite yet. It's still a little bit early. So I'm just going to close this podcast out by saying thank you for joining me. As always, I am your host, Josh, Helicopter Spy Kirby. If you like this, you can drop me a line on Twitter at Helicopter Spy. You can send an email to helicopterspy at gmail.com. And if you like this uh, podcast, you can subscribe to it on iTunes if you just search for League Digest, or if you just want to hit it up the webpage, it's soundcloud.com slash league hyphen digest. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope to see you again for week three. (laughs) 